Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Black and Empowered podcast. We're getting peace signs here. You guys just got a warm welcome from us, your hosts. Today, we will be introducing ourselves and kicking off, I think, this episode and other episodes with the Song Association Challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all be prepared. So we actually do these in our lab parties quite often. And I'm reigning champion. I will claim that now. Um, I'd say so. I don't think that's true. But okay, sure. Yeah, actually, I don't think that's true at all. I'm actually lying. I feel like to the viewers. (laughs) I don't feel like she doesn't actually, I don't feel like she actually plays. I think she is the one who gives the words, which doesn't make her a champion because she gives the words. Last time you gave the words and I annihilated the competition, but that's fine. I think today we can, how do we want to do this? Give one word each? Correct. Leticia, you guys will get to know us here shortly, but Leticia, yep, mm-hmm, yep, you know, your yes, word, yeah. oh, and I already know your word, wow, so we're gonna, <laughs> this is shady, your word is bad. Wow. How much I love? 10 seconds starting when ooh, I said ooh. bad, we're like, bad and bougie, period. Next, give me my point. I feel like you got to sing it, I feel like. I'm saying like, you just can't say the song. I That's can't do the you gotta give us a. You gotta sing. You gotta give us a performance. Oh, I don't want to sing that one. I have to think. And ten, nine. I'm recounting for you. Seven. You don't work well under pressure. Look at this. Five. <laughs> Bad. I feel it. Girl, you could have sang "Bad" by Michael Jackson. No, oh, no. Come on, bro. I don't work well under pressure. That's why I don't like these games. <laughs> we don't give you half a point for bad the podcast, movies. Oh my she gets better. Right. right. So next episode, we'll do a little better. Okay, uh, Leticia, you can get Brianna a word. Ooh, okay. Brianna, your word is love. Love. Freaking by Kishko. Oh, that's so you need to sing it? So you need to sing it. Can we get more than one word? Right. Literally what she that's literally what she sings. See, in the song. You see, I want y'all there to are see more how. lyrics. Never yeah. knew what I was thinking. Period. Listen, but I knew what Look, I was like, that's the wrong word. I said I <laughs> Okay. Okay. So she no, didn't have to note the fact that so she took no, half a point. Did she, she did the same thing I did. She literally did said, thing. "Thank you." She no. <laughs> I said, "Love." That's literally what she says. And I can also say that same love is music soul child. So boom, both of y'all. Well, you should have sang. I mean, we we needed a lyric to distinguish between the two. But all right, grand finale. Come on, give my word. <clears throat> <clears throat> Not she. Head. Huh? Head. Head? Yes. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees, and toes. What you mean? Yeah. 
get, get out. Cut the cameras. Cut the cameras. No. What do you mean? Next hey, caller. <laughs> Next caller. Done. Done. <laughs> Undefeated. No. I told Nobody wins. Nobody gets points. We're sorry, guys. This was <laughs> not it. We'll try again next episode. Yikes. We will try again next episode, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. She could have said, we some head buffers. Wow, you dropped the ball on that one. Oh, wow. Take your shirt off, twist it around your head with like a helicopter. I, I just need it. Wow, now you got <laughs> I was thinking of a uh, chicken head. The first song I thought of was chicken head. Oh, there's what I thought. Bye, bye. I thought that too. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, you guys, this will show the evolution and the progression. Episode one is off to a roaring start, we'll say. <laughs> um, in terms of introducing ourselves, I am Dr. Aisha Metzger. I am Brianna Spivey. And I am Letitia Swagger. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, Hello. I am an assistant professor at the University of Georgia. Um, and me and Letitia are her two graduate students. We're a family, y'all. I am going into my fourth year on the tenure track, which is crazy to say, but I'm in the clinical psychology program. And we're going into our second year, which is also crazy to say, um, in the clinical psych pro psychology program as well. And I'm so proud of them. <laughs> Together, we form the Empower Lab, which focuses on engaging minorities in prevention, outreach, well education and research and for this podcast like I mentioned it's called black and empowered we will be joined by our co-hosts um, we will be joined by some classmates and some students at UGA and we'll have other guests from our academic community we look forward to telling you all more about our goals the structure of the podcast, but for this episode, we really just want to, you know, give y'all the opportunity to get to know us, know who we are, what we like, what we like to do, and get to know us as your hosts. Right, and right, so as we said, this is episode one, and we're still figuring things out, so I am one of the hosts. I don't really know yet if I'm going to be like a producer. Um <laughs> I don't want to be all in the videos, you know, so we're still figuring that out. You guys will hear us talking to Ian. <laughs> he is our sound editor and producer, but it might just be that, you know, I dabble as co-host and producer, but we'll figure that out as we progress. Um, and just know whenever you see Brianna and Leticia, they are representatives of me as well. So Black and Empowered is the podcast. Um... We also want to tell you guys where we're from. So I'm from Collar Park, Collar Park, Georgia, by way of Sierra Leone, West Africa. So you'll get a little bit of both of those worlds. I am from Lithonia, Georgia. I'm a true East Side baby. Grew up on the East Side, Zone 6, period. So, yeah. Yeah, I ain't from Georgia. I'm from Mississippi. We love our Southern Belle. Period. Okay. And I do think that our voices are distinct enough, so hopefully you guys will get to know us over the episodes. 
Um, we wanted to mm -hmm. talk a little bit today about what made us passionate about this work. I won't spend a lot of time on this. I know certainly Brianna and Leticia are tired of hearing this story. Um, <laughs> you guys, like I said, throughout the episodes, hopefully we'll get to know a little bit more. But I am, like I said, from College Park by way of Sierra Leone, West Africa. So my family came here in the 80s. Um, I, when I was in College Park for elementary school, was bused from there to Sandy Springs, and I was a part of this quote-unquote system, right? So the program that I was a part of was called the M2M program, Minorities to Majority, um, and that's where I really got a chance to be, one, bust from my very urban, very Black, um, very close-knit community to Sandy Springs, which was very affluent, but also very white. So I always say, like, I didn't meet my first white people or form relationships with white people until elementary school. So you'll hear more about kind of my journey through elementary, of course, is not academia, right? But that is where I first got my taste of the system. So being a bilingual kid, I was in speech classes until I was in the fourth grade. I very well, right, if we're thinking about tracking, I could have been either in special ed, I could have been put on technical prep versus college prep, but I did have parents who were, um, if you think about African immigrant parents, right, certainly I was going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or a scientist, but back then it was a matter of just academic excellence and really finding my footing, and I really think that I became passionate about the work through seeing differences in the system, seeing differences in programs that were not really designed or created or tested on people that look like me. So I think that my early experiences to academia and to psychology were in trying to reduce disparities that exist, but really trying to instill culture and instill different aspects of our race and our ethnicity into the treatments that we're doing. So we'll hear a little bit more about that as we progress through the episodes. But that's just a quick intro to, I think, who I am and what my perspective is in terms of academia and psychology. It's Brianna again. So Hi. my passion, <laughs> hey girl, hey. My passion for psychology really started in high school because I was in like the IB program. And so I really only was interested in psychology. I didn't really see any other things like the hard sciences weren't really a passion for me. Um, and I wasn't like into math and stuff like that. So it was something about psychology that captivated me being able to like understand just how unique and like forgiving, but like unforgiving the mind is. So for that, I just became interested in like the ways in which psychology could be intertwined into my personal perspective because like growing up I lived in a predominantly black area and so when I went to high school I went to like a mixed school but my classes were predominantly white so I didn't see the stuff that we were talking about resonating with any like my experience and so because of that I was like how can I integrate psychology into my life and my personal experiences um, and then when I transitioned to undergrad at Spelman, I really started to hone in on how I wanted that integration to look. Um, and that's kind of how I got passionate about African-American women's experiences and its relation to their health outcomes. And then it was kind of all she wrote from there. And I was just like, 
here we are, let's make changes. Let's, let's talk about black women because they're important. They're the baddest to ever do it. So let's just talk Amen. about it. Amen. Period. Okay. So I will say that um, that's one of the things that really drew me to you upon reading your application. We'll talk about grad school applications. Um, I think. But certainly seeing you talk about, write your personal experiences and how they led to your professional passions for doing research on a strong Black woman. I think in academia, we talk a lot about me-search versus research, and I think that you have a blend of the two. So I'm excited to get that perspective into the podcast, and hopefully our listeners will, will get a lot from that as well. I got y'all. This is so cute. Okay, my turn. Let's see. Actually, I sort of had a roundabout way of getting, I feel like I stumbled into psychology. I was never really into school. I didn't really care about school. I had good grades because I'm smart, but I didn't really care. I didn't actually want to go to college, but I'm first generation and my mama said, "Eh, eh, get to (laughs) applying. So I, well, I was, I will say that growing up, I saw um, a lot of instances with my dad and uh, racial trauma, like interacting with the police and being harassed by the police and stuff like that. So I had always had that in the back of my mind, but didn't know that there were like actual terms for what was happening or that people addressed it in like a scientific way. Um, So even in college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just picked psychology as a major, but I came across my undergrad mentor, Nora Charles, at Southern Mississippi, and she, I sort of told her everything I just said, and she was like, read this and this, and I was like, oh, there's terms for this, and oh, people look at things like this, Um, (laughs) because I didn't know, and so now... Um, I'm interested in racial trauma and interpersonal trauma and how that impacts little black kiddos, but also prevention and intervention efforts too. So that's me. Yes. And what I um, will say that I have taken from your research interests, especially as they, you know, blend in and merge with mine is that as you're saying, right, our, our traditional treatments as they're designed are targeting these interpersonal stressors and giving cognitive behavioral strategies to overcome them. But like you also said, right, there's another side of that coin that impacts Black Americans with their racial stressors. And I think that your attention to detail in regard to, right, looking at people as whole people and not only looking at interpersonal stressors that they face in their day-to-day lives, but also looking at stressors that they face that maybe are more unpredictable, more uncontrollable, certainly if you think about, right, skin color and traumas that are stressors that we face based on racial and ethnic discrimination. I would say that your research in that regard is more comprehensive, it's more timely, it's more necessary as we're thinking about marginalized populations, as we're thinking about anti-Black racism, right, as we're thinking about systemic injustices and police brutality and all these things we'll be talking about on the podcast. I definitely think that your research and your clinical interests, which we haven't talked about yet, but I do think that those will tie in and, and make more relevant the conversations that we're having. So thank you, guys, for your introductions. So we do want to tell you guys, 
kind of our academic trajectory, then make more concrete the perspective that we're bringing. So I, as I mentioned, am from College Park, so I stayed local for undergrad. I went to undergrad at Georgia State University. G, 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 G State, you guys will do that. <laughs> they laughing because they hate it. I love Georgia State, so I did my undergrad. <laughs> and then I went to do my master's and PhD in clinical community psychology. So that is the difference in our training background. Um, and I did that at the University of South Carolina. I did internship at the Charleston Consortium at the Medical University of South Carolina. And I did their crime victims work, outreach work, and a rotation on adolescent and family services. I did my postdoctoral training at the National Crime Victims Research and Treatment Center. And in that regard, similar to Letitia's interest, I really focused on interpersonal traumas. I did a subsequent postdoc at Yale University that allowed me to really start looking into racial traumas and treatment adaptations. So that is, I think, the academic training. And then I subsequently got licensed in clinical psychology. So that's the perspective that I'll be bringing to the podcast. So for me, like I previously mentioned, I went to Spelman, graduated in Spelman of May of 2019 with my Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. And so while I was at Spelman, I had, still have, let me not say had, have an amazing mentor, Dr. Watson Singleton. She's Love literally that. amazing. And so with her, I was able to get the experience to work with the Grady Mia Project. And so that kind of gave me exposure into the clinical community that I wanted to focus on. So being able to work with people in Metro Atlanta who were receiving psychological services, um, just at some point just really wanted somebody to talk to that looked like them. So it just reinforced for me the importance of one representation, but also realizing, of course, you know, like, all skin folk aren't kin folk. So being able to be that person where people come into therapy or they come in to receive services and they feel comfortable because they feel like the person that they're talking to actually cares about their health and their well-being beyond them just sitting in the room with them. Mm. And so for me, my interest just became focused on one, being a black woman in America and realizing like being at Spelman a lot of times the strong black woman ideal is it reinforced, but we don't realize like how detrimental that actually is to us. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's become my focus is understanding the implications of strong black womanhood schema and what the internalization of that looks like. And with that, also just focusing on mental health disparities for African-American women overall, and then transcending that into how we can adapt treatments and interventions that are intended to help people of color, black people specifically, but don't. So how can we adapt mm -hmm. these interventions to actually help uh, the people who need them the most? Oh, wow, right? <laughs> so I talk about adapting interventions that were right made and designed for and tested on white people. And you are even going deeper in that and saying, listen, some of these that y'all saying working for us aren't really working for us. So how are we going to be more relevant? So, so yes. Okay, I did my undergrad at University of Southern Mississippi. I graduated May 2019. So me and Bree both came in 
straight out of undergrad, period. Okay, we're unicorns. Unicorns. Let's get it. Let's see. Actually, I always say I always feel like I stumbled into the program because I feel like what I'm interested in now, interested in now, I didn't even know existed. Like even when I applied, I feel like I didn't know certain things. Um and it wasn't anyone's fault. It was just like I didn't have access to everything. Uh, I did have a great mentor in undergrad, and she's still my mentor. I said her name earlier, Nora Charles. She was the one who, like, directed me to read certain things. But because that's not what she did, she could only do so much. Um, so I did an internship with the National Institute of Health my junior year of undergrad. And that is when I realized that it doesn't sit right with me when academics research like marginalized populations and just like take their information and don't give anything back. I feel like I don't like, I realized that I didn't like the idea of like taking data from someone basically about like how, about like all the adverse events that they've experienced in their life, but you're not really like the way in which you're writing the article is inaccessible. They're probably never going to read what you've written on them. You're not, giving them more access to resources. Um, So that's what started my interest in like making things more accessible and also kind of being turned off by academia, which like was exacerbated once I got into the program. Um, I feel like it was because of mommy that now, because I've always loved kids, but I feel like it was because of mommy that now I'm more interested in like tailoring the treatments or like creating the treatments like prevention, intervention efforts, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. When we say mommy, we're talking about Aisha. We call her mommy. (laughs) That's me, y'all. So, yeah. So, the treatments that you're um, talking about and the research that you're talking about and the way that it's typically considered, right, is that researchers will go into communities and say either we want to collect this baseline data or just get right demographic data or a better understanding of your experiences as a black person or they'll go into these communities and say hey we designed this program that's for you we want to run it here and then you can fill out the survey at baseline at midpoint at treatment completion and then we're done thank you for your services now we're going to publish this and you'll never see the findings right Now we're going to get another grant and go do it in another community, but our connection and relationship with you is gone. So hopefully as we talk, you guys will hear us talk about CBPR, community-based participatory research. You'll hear us talk about things like community outreach. You'll hear us talk about things like social justice and activism. And that's really work that we try to do in the to stay engaged with families and with our communities even before we go in and say, hey, give me your data, give me your information, tell me about your experiences. And certainly afterwards, right, we disseminate the results of whatever studies we've done, whatever programs we've done, but we make sure that we stay in touch and that we stay ingrained in these communities so that we're able to, right, see these long-lasting effects of what we say works, right? But we have to know that it works. And the way that we know that it works is that we are a part of that community. So I appreciate Latisha's attention to detail in that regard in that, right? We don't wanna just take, take, take from these communities. 
And like I said, hopefully as we progress in the podcast and later episodes, you guys will hear specific experiences that we've had doing CBPR and community outreach. And you guys will be encouraged and <laughs> empowered. Right? <laughs> but yeah, so that's us. We wanted to give you guys some fun facts. So I feel like most people are um, interested in zodiac signs. I'm an Aquarius. I'm a lover of people. I'm a feeler of feelings. I'm a hopeless romantic. Period. Um, Brianna and Letitia are my babies. I have, oh my goodness, y'all. Okay, for real. I have a nephew named Kobe, and he's 11 months old, and he is the pride and joy of our lab. So that is, mm-hmm. isn't he right? Yes. Um, Actually, yes. this is his lab. <laughs> This is Kobe's lab, truly. Oh, and have I talked about Beyonce? That's ridiculous. No. I okay, <laughs> right. So maybe we'll just do a Beyonce episode. But just understand, we love Beyonce and the Empower Lab. She is everything. She is queen. She helps us make decisions. We try to be like her. That's me. Oh, and I like um. Folka and Carnival Jumpers. So hopefully my Carnival Jumpers friends will be listening. Hey, Melanie. Hey, Rihanna. Hey, Carl. Hey, guys. <laughs> and who else am I? That's it. I like to swim, y'all. Oh, I said I was from Sierra Leone. So, yeah, we have the best beaches in the world, and I like to swim. That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm an Aquarius, too. Uh, January babies, we lit. Um um, one thing about me, y'all should know, is I really enjoy talking to my friends on the phone. People be getting mad, but oh I don't my really gosh, care. she's always on the phone. It's a great pastime. Um, <laughs> she's rubbing off on us. So, <laughs> haters gonna That's hate, how we got a podcast now because we be on the phone. I also enjoy making playlists added something I feel like I'm good at you know in my past life so this is something a lot of people don't know about me in my past life I really thought I wanted to be a DJ which is very interesting for me (laughs) I never pursued that passion but yeah uh let's see what else we don't have any moonlight everyone needs a a a secret job in grad school okay because we're broke (laughs) <laughs> they're not broke they're broke um oh we'll talk about that later too but yeah i mean that's me my favorite color is blue um, <laughs> shout out to my best friends y'all know who you are hey ashley girl hey quinny hey y'all hey y'all hey, hey, hey ashley hey <laughs> okay my turn i'm a pisces Hello, for anyone who's thinking of applying, please, because I'm the only water sign in the lab, and I here. Um, let's see. I too am a crybaby. You are baby. Um, I am a plant mommy. I have lots of plants. My house is like a jungle. If you ever have <laughs> plant questions, send them to our email. And That's real. What's our email? Plug it. The Empower Lab at gmail.com. Period. Let's see. I love animals. I have a dog and a cat. I paint. I sound real hippie-ish now that I'm listing. All you this. are. Let's be clear. <laughs> That's fine. Like, 
I like to hike. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. You that's like fine. anime. That's a surprise. I do. I like anime. <gasps> Send anime questions to the email. She will be the only one answering them. <laughs> only one. <laughs> Let's see. You talked about your past life. Ooh, I love, 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 love children. In my past life, mm-hmm. I would have been a teacher. I was a teacher, actually, before I got into grad school. Mm-hmm. I love kids. That's all. Well, okay, so that might be our common thread, because I was a, um, I had a teacher. I taught Sunday school. I worked in nurseries. I worked in the uh, daycare at Gold's Gym, so. Oh, never mind. She does love kids, but she's not a kid person in terms of, like, clinical work, so never mind. Oh, yeah. I do kids clinical work. Brianna doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where we diverge, you know. And it's mm-hmm. so funny because everybody always assumes that I do like kids work and I'm like, kids, kids, kids. It's not that I don't like kids. Don't get me wrong. I right. love kids. They're cute. Right. <laughs> that's just it's just something about doing clinical work with kids that's just not my it's not my cup of tea. But I support my lab. I like the work yeah. that everybody's doing. So period. Oh, now that you guys know who we are, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're all about. Um, Leticia told you guys earlier that the Empower Lab stands for Engaging Minorities in Outreach, Wellness, Education, and Research. So we will be taking all of those kind of themes, all of those values into the goals of our podcast. And so one of the first goals is to disseminate research. Um, And so what that means for us is just having discussions and conversations about various research articles that come out, our research interests, research topics centered around race, ethnicity, reducing health disparities, interpersonal and racial trauma, racial socialization, protecting our black babies, Strong Black Womanhood Schema as a Cultural Coping Mechanism, Racial Identity, uh, CBT or Cognitive and Behavioral Therapies, and just pretty much everything Black. You know, we're going to be Black and Empowered. So So we will be um, disseminating, that'll be like landmark studies around these issues of race and racial identity and racial socialization and stress and trauma, but also like the um, emerging data and late breaking articles. And then Brianna and Leticia are pubbing right now. So as their articles are published, as ours drop, we will be giving you guys late breaking research on that as well. Okay, we'll also be highlighting Black excellence, so all the good things about all the Black people. So, you know, we're going to slide some Beyonce mm-hmm. when our Black friends in the program reach their milestones. We're going to do that. We're going to throw ourselves in there. You know, we publish. We're going to throw that in there. Um, yeah, all the happy things for all the happy Black people. We're going to talk about that, too. Yes. So, like... Um... We're also going to talk about, I don't know why I said so and like, Ian, you can leave that in. That was outrageous. Um, <laughs> we're also going to talk about, so like, um, we're also going to talk about race and ethnicity in the news. So anything that you see in terms of, 
So, for example, Bree Newsom could have been on here if we had this podcast when she um, climbed the South Carolina flagpole and tore down the Confederate flag, right? So that um, that talks about that's relevant towards environmental racism, social justice, community activism. Um, and as Letitia said, we'll be making these podcasts as you guys are seeing them in your own individual networks. If you see anyone who's worthy is highlighting as Black excellence or just getting a news kind of spotlight podcast, you can also email us at theempowerlab at gmail.com and you can be featured. We don't want it to just be about us and what we see in our perspective. So we'll open it up for that as well. And then another goal of the podcast is to give grad school advice. So a lot of the things that we realized as Black women in academia is that a lot of times the conversations you have before you get into this space aren't the conversations that you need to be having. Um, and so we want to kind of give advice about what we've acknowledged as shortcomings or like things we didn't see or didn't hear about before we got here that we want to give y'all because we want everybody to thrive and survive. So we're going to give y'all the tools and keys to do that. Um, and so with that, also acknowledging, I know y'all probably sitting here wondering, so is y'all lab taking students? Yes, we are. <laughs> Aisha is taking students this year. So we'll also talk about, you know, what we're looking for in a grad student to come into our lab. Um, things you can do to prepare yourself for grad school and clinical psychology and you know just how our lab dynamic functions and you know what it'll be like being a part of our family. Mm -hmm. And since we're going into well no we are in our second year now we can give advice on what we wish we knew before starting grad school. I feel like even applying to grad school there were a lot of things that I wish I knew so we can give mm tips for getting accepted not okay i'm gonna put a disclaimer not saying that if you do everything we say you're gonna get in but it mm. might make it run smoother mm -hmm. for you so we can do that um and also for people who are currently in grad school like us we can offer survival tips for what has helped us thrive and talk about things that didn't really work for us and sort of discuss things that we want to be more mindful of moving forward in our graduate school careers mm. So speaking of mindful, we'll also be offering coping skills. We'll offer mental health advice. We um, are not providing therapy, however. So I am a licensed clinician. <laughs> um, Leticia and Brianna are emerging in their expertise. They are deep into their practicum courses right now and seeing clients, however, what we will be doing on the podcast is just offering suggestions. We might walk you guys through some of the coping skills that we are used to using ourselves. Um, however, we won't be providing therapy, especially when we get into our Q&A that Brianna will talk about, right? So like Leticia said, we can't guarantee that the advice that we give you is going to get you into grad school. We know that it's a highly competitive process, but we... Um, certainly think that we know what it takes and if you follow the advice your chances should increase and should set you up for success but we can't guarantee that of course um in addition to the advice the skills that we'll be offering we'll be offering psychoeducation on 
again, the topics that are most interesting to us. So things like racial identity, what are the stages of racial identity? Looking at racial stress and trauma, what do uh, racial stressors look like? What are the symptoms of racial trauma? What might you be experiencing um, as members of the community, whether or not, right, you're meeting a clinical diagnosis or a clinical threshold, what might your experiences look like? So psychoeducation around that, just to better prepare ourselves for what we're experiencing and to, to build our vocabulary to combat, right, some of the media messages and some of the news attention that doesn't always focus on what, what we know is important in terms of factors that build resilience for Black folks. So we'll talk about that as well. And our last kind of little segment, our goal is to have a question and answer portion. So our that portion of our podcast is called Passion, Purpose, Power. So with that, we want you guys to send us questions, send us, you know, comments, you know, kind of like how they do on the radio station where you send your little love letters and we read them, <laughs> that type of thing. We want that type of stuff. Um, we want the juicy stuff. Uh, so yeah. send it to us. Um, at our email, we're going to drop it again at theempowerlab at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram. It's in our bio. It's literally the Empower Lab. Right. I so there are two E's. Yeah. Like three of the yeah. words and then put them together. Right. Mm-hmm. T-H-E-E-M-P-O-W-E-R-L-A-B at gmail.com. And, wow, look at my radio voice. As Brianna, <laughs> as Brianna said, right, so we'll be answering any general questions that you have, but certainly if you have any questions about, right, what your passions are or how to better use your purpose towards um, enacting change, towards getting into grad school, towards, right, finding your own program of research if you already are in grad school, you can send that email. And we will hopefully have some of these segments across each of our episodes to where um, you start to see a theme in the way that we move through, right? Like Black Excellence, through the research talk for the week, through any questions that you guys have. And then, of course, we'll be kikiing along the way. In terms of our- I love a kiki. <laughs> we are good for a kiki. Um, <laughs> We're going to try to keep you guys to about 45 minutes today. All right, we're at 45 minutes. So we are doing what we said we will do. At a minimum, we'll post approximately every other week um, for our seasons by like academic semester. So typically eight episodes per semester, but don't like hold us today because, you know, life be lifing. So we're going to shoot for the eight per semester, but y'all know. Real. We're not going to. We'll see. But that's what we right. should <laughs> So uh, one is late already. So <laughs> she's right. <laughs> we'll try to be frequent. And we may have, you know, a little surprise mini episodes here and there. So you got to stay tuned. But again, we are going <laughs> to So we're going to do our best. Okay. Imagine um, a mini episode could be like if we get a whole bunch of questions from y'all and our inbox is backed up, we might just do a question and answer episode. So the more that you guys um, interact with us yeah. and producers, the more um, hopefully consistent and frequent we'll be. Let me put this on y'all. 
and then we can get some of these mini episodes coming as well. So next week on Black and Empower, we'll be talking about grad school applications, giving you advice on how to apply, um, really everything grad school. So send in your questions and stay tuned for our next episode. Period. Yay, period. <laughs> we don't have an exit, guys, but pop and who I suck at them. Y'all take us away because uh-uh. Okay, well. We're happy and we're singing and we're. Color. Give me and we're a black high and empowered. Five. <laughs>